0: Look, I'm a capitalist, but the wealthiest and biggest corporations need to pay their fair share. Thankfully, now, because of the law I signed, billion-dollar companies have to pay a minimum 15% in taxes. That's a tweet from Joe Biden, and that tweet is um, what we call, um, what's the word? It's embarrassing! That's it. That's it right there see I didn't have the word at first but now 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 I got it <sighs> honestly is it too early to start drinking <laughs> trick question I never stopped Tony Katz a 93 WIBC good morning good to be with you that's a tweet from Joe Biden look I'm a capitalist no he's not because you're not a capitalist if you then are saying in the, the next sentence, but the wealthiest and biggest corporations need to pay their fair share. Now, you could argue, Tony, we're talking about two different things here. I'm not so sure we are. We're talking about the idea of individuality and responsibility. To be a capitalist is to allow people to live their lives the way they see fit to the moment of their happiness without the concept of acceptance. We have laws. You live within those laws because we're a nation that engages liberty and not necessarily freedom. They are different things. Liberty involves the idea of just giving up a little something for the maximum amount of liberty, as opposed to the concepts of freedom, which would be more uh, more anarchy, anarchistic, anarchy? We'll go with anarchy, right? You wouldn't have those frameworks and those structures. I happen to believe in the frameworks and the structures. We utilize the catch-all term freedom but we have to understand that there are there are gives and takes. The whole concept of uh, governments are instituted amongst men. Because, well, you got to have a system. They have found uh, throughout the millennia that not having a system kind of sucks. But the systems that they had, which were all monarchies or despotism, etc., also sucked so they created this system which is pretty awesome well tony it's not perfect yes but what is i saw what the commies tried to create that system ew david awful if only just for all the murders and of course the waiting in bread lines unless you're bernie sanders in which case bread lines are awesome you know it's funny sometimes american journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food That's a good thing. In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and the poor starve to death. That's Bernie Sanders letting you know exactly how awful he is. That's from like 30 years ago. And all he's done since then is own multiple houses, his wife bankrupted a college, he wore some mittens, and is somehow a millionaire. But capitalism is bad. Well, clearly, considering the grift is so much better. I literally have exclusive audio of Bernie Sanders every night in his home. Treasure bath! I'm going to have a treasure bath! Treasure bath! Treasure bath! <laughs> True story. So he's not a capitalist, because he doesn't believe in people choosing their own course. He doesn't believe in these concepts of liberty. How do I know that? The next sentence. But the wealthiest and biggest corporations need to pay their fair share. As Tyler says on Twitter, fair share, is there a numerical metric I can understand here? And the answer is no, Tyler. There isn't. And for asking that question... You're a little bit racist. I, I, I don't know how that fits, but clearly that's that's how it that's how it works that's that's, that's how these things go define fair share this is a question for for everyone i dare anybody in indiana to try and and define fair share i will debate anybody in the state for the right amount of money on stage where you try and defend the concept of fair share oh yes you have to pay me yeah if you want it for free call in 317-239-9393. 239-9393. 317-239-9393. 239-9393. I know, I never give out the number. We never take calls in the morning. But, it's there. Utilize it. Defend fair share. Explain to me what it is. Go on. I dare you. Do me a favor, Jonathan. Jonathan is running the board. You're going to get to know Jonathan very, very well. Uh, somewhere in, 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 our, in our AM show folder, we have audio uh, that says I triple dog dare you. Somewhere in there we have from Christmas story the triple dog dare. This would be a good time to utilize the triple dog dare audio because not only do I dare you, not only do I double dog dare you, I indeed triple dog dare you to prove this. Prove what fair share is. I wanna make sure I'm understood and, and, and sometimes to do that, one, one needs to utilize language that captures the moment. There it is. Thank you very much. Well done, Jonathan. Well played. I think if you're somebody who utilizes the term fair share, you're despicable. You are a low-class jerk face who has no business being somebody worthy of talking to. The problem is sometimes the people who talk fair share are in positions of power. They run companies. Just stunning. They, they, they're, they're elected officials. I can't tell you how low on the totem pole of decency I think you are, but I, I, we got to have the conversation so I can explain this to people everywhere. Because I may not be able to change their mind, but somebody listening, oh maybe I can get to them. Which is, by the way, a, an important thing to note. Whenever, whenever you're engaged in a conversation in a, in a public setting, um, remember that the person who is disagreeing with you is not the mind you're trying to change. I, I utilize this everywhere. I learned this early on in my career. It's been incredibly helpful. If I'm in a disagreement with somebody, right, and let's say there, there are people there, right, in a, in, a, in a setting like a debate or, or just uh, socially, when it's one-on-one, you can really talk to people and you can really engage because there's no pressure on the person. But when people are around, the pressure is to hold to your standard, to your core because you're being judged. So when there are people around, it is very hard for for some to hear what it is you're saying because they're too busy listening and looking for the defense. But the people who are watching, the people who are following, they have the luxury of not taking it personally And so, therefore, they're able to really listen because their emotions aren't on the line. That's my audience. If you, I'm utilizing you as the example, if you're arguing with me in a public setting, there is zero way I can convince you because the entirety of your existence is wrapped up in holding yourself up. But if I make solid points and a couple of people in the crowd are like, hmm, that's interesting, that's the win. That's the win. That's always what I'm going after. Because it's very, it's, it's very difficult when a person is so emotionally invested to convince, you've seen this, you've seen this in your own life at the Thanksgiving table, you've seen this with your kids, you've seen this in a hundred million places, which is why it's so important not to get yourself too wrapped up in the person you're speaking with, get yourself too angry, et cetera. Take that step back. Remember who your audience is. It's very, very important. By the way, when Biden says that thanks to him, corporate companies now have to pay a minimum 15% in taxes. Does the company pay the tax or is it passed on to us via higher prices? Oh, oh, you had that answer that quickly. Huh. Huh. That's uh that's something else. That's something else that you had the answer but joe biden didn't have the answer that it gets passed on to us and when asked about it joe biden said i want an lumpa for now so we got that going for us